0: Unlocking Your World of Creativity, with Mark Stinson, Copyright
1: 2021. Hello again, everyone. This is Mark Stinson, and you've come to our podcast, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. And this is the podcast where we talk to creative experts all over the world about how they are inspired in the new creative thinking, how they organize their ideas, and then how they gain the confidence and the connections to get their work up and out into the world. And this has been a year certainly where people have been rethinking their ideas, rethinking their approach, even evaluating which direction their careers and their talents should be applied. And so I wanted to bring on today, a guest who can help one of those avenues that a lot of people have uh, explored is starting their own company. And there's lots of different ways to do that. So I've asked Giuseppe Grammatico, to be our guest today. Giuseppe, uh, great to be with you.
0: Mark, it's a pleasure. I was looking forward to it.
1: Yes. And this world tour I've been talking about takes us to the suburbs of Jersey, and uh, it's going to be a great conversation. Uh, Certainly the center of world commerce in terms of New York, New Jersey. I mean, this is where business has a real anchor, isn't it, Giuseppe?
0: Absolutely, and, and and we have the better pizza, by the way. So, I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> well, let's see how many coming, comments we get
1: <laughs> coming from Chicago. I'll have to debate you on that, but that's some okay. other podcast. Uh, that we're gonna
0: <laughs> we'll the deep to, dish. The deep dish I just had actually was excellent. So, see, this is
1: what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, Giuseppe, as we jump into this, your your business is really uh, franchising and evaluating people, you know, if franchises are right for them and then which franchise might be right. You're the author of this uh, Franchise Freedom and you've been helping counsel people as they think about this as an option. But as you've been thinking about it this year and we were just talking before we hit the record button that you have had so many people come to you and say, I really, I, I wanna rethink how I work uh, what, what are some of the questions or needs or concerns? Why, why do people want to explore having their own business right now?
0: Yeah, it, it, yes, absolutely. So I've been uh, extremely busy. People have been furloughed or laid off and um, not sure what they want to do. So it's almost like a, a career life reset questioning. Uh, do I want to go back into New York City or wherever they're working? Do I want to I love working from home? Is that even a possibility? So I wrote an article on LinkedIn a few years ago. I have two young children. And uh, the question I ask everyone is that that is considering business ownership. Surprisingly is one word. It's why. And when I ask people why I get all sorts of answers and from those answers, some very interesting answers, by the way, but a common one is, by the way, you have to unpack these these responses, but is I want to make more money. And uh, that's always a concern because with more money obviously as a business owner you can make more money there's there's a, there's a risk but you know what, do you, what what are you trying to accomplish from this so so i, I always like to i forget who wrote this there was a I, I think it was a book where you there's five levels of why you just keep asking why until you get to the root and ultimately from my experience in doing this and from from personal experience in owning my first business 15 years ago is you're doing it for not just financial you're doing it for time freedom right it's the only constant that you and i have it's it's equal 24 hours in a day what you do with that time is the is the constant in those 24 hours so financials are great but i see so many people that want to do it for the money but when they are on vacation they're thinking of work they're unable to relax they're constantly stressed so i tell people you know or when i when asking them and i question why just money what what would they do with that money and it sounds like they'll take more vacations because they're so stressed. They need the extra vacations. And I have a whole nother story. That's an, another show about that. But, um, you know, it, it's, it's really finding out what, what the true reason is. I tell everyone with, with 100% certainty, I tell everyone, no one really wants a business. I know it's a bold statement to say. Um, I don't know anyone that truly wants a business. Maybe there's few you need a business and the business is going to get you that, that time and financial freedom that we're, we're looking for. So uh, when I talk to people, franchising isn't for everyone, by the way, you know, it's, it's finding out if, if they really should own a business. If not, we go the other route, maybe put them in touch with an executive recruiter. If it is, then we, we try to figure out if, if it's franchising or is it a startup or is it both?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and this idea of, you know, freedom, flexibility, all these things. I mean, there is this constant, I want to be my own boss, Mm -hmm. you know, and especially maybe you've, you've reached a certain level of your company. Uh, A lot of my uh, listeners here are creative people who may have been freelancing and said, you know, as a one man show, this is all I can do. But if I, you know, built it differently, or if I did franchise it, could I be part of something bigger? What, what do people express this, uh, be my own boss, kind of a thing
0: yeah i think you know and, and that goes back to you know what we we're talking about unpacking that well what is that why do you want to be your own boss so it once again it goes through five levels typically until to, to get the answer and uh you find out they just want they want to control their their destiny their time you know i say when when you have a job which is nothing wrong with having a job i had a job did well i i decided um to, i wanted more control of, of what i was doing daily but you know, with the job, there are controls that you, you, you lack, right? You, can all, you have to be there nine to five. You can't just say, I'm going to work from the beach today. Um, and people like that. They like the flexibility of working from home or, or working on the road and traveling. Uh, we've seen quite a bit of that, you know, less flying and, and more driving and taking day trips uh, during COVID. But, you know, as far as control goes, you know, I'll say, well, what, what would you do your time in an I- ideal situation? You know, Monday to Friday, what are you doing? You know what time are you waking up? You know what wh- when are you leaving work? Are you going to a location? Are you working from home? And I said this is this can all be controlled based off your decisions. You know, make a decision of what your life, the way you would like your life to look like, not how how you're going to go about it. That's we'll figure that out. But make that decision. I made that decision. wasn't easy. You know, there's some faith in there and 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 some a lot you know a lot of hard work, but with the hard work, with the determination, I was able to control my day. So the, the control is big. You know, when you're, when you're an employee, not, not, alone, not just the hours, but your, you know, your career, your promotions are based off uh, your, your manager, your direct manager. And if you don't have a great relationship with them, they may hold you back. Um, not only do you not have control, I always say, and I come from the financial service world, we blindly invest in a 401k. Well, what, what do I mean by blindly invest? We don't control that either as a business owner, I can invest in myself in my business and in any financial instruments that that, that I see fit um, in various retirement strategies as well and and accounts. When you're an employee, you're throwing it into typically a mutual fund, which again, you don't have control of nothing against funds, but there's uh, again, less, less control. If if control is your
1: thing. Yes.
0: Yeah. So it's, so I, I, you know, if control is your deal, you'll definitely get it. And if, if you want both, if you want the stability of a job and a side business that you can eventually go into full-time, that's an option as well for, for people that aren't ready to make that 100% leap into entrepreneurship.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Giuseppe, I think when people think franchise, you know, there's certain images or businesses that come to mind. But, mm-hmm. but paint the picture for us of the range of things that we call a franchise.
0: Yeah, so franchise is basically any business – any industry that has a proven structure and proven system. So the McDonald's and subways are what people mostly think of, including myself. First, first franchise. I, I wanted to look into was a subway. It was hot 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Franchising is all investment ranges. You don't need millions of dollars. You can, it's well under uh, 50,000 to, you know, in the millions depending on the, the territory. And if it's a brick and mortar uh, retail location, But we have franchises in restaurants to employment services, porta potty dumpsters and and dumpsters, um, you know, water and smoke mitigation and everything in between. So there is a franchise in every industry. Uh, I don't call franchising an industry. I just call it a a proven business model um, where you have that 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 structure in place, that system for for someone that uh, is looking for that structure to be put in place for them
1: yeah and is that the appeal i guess then that there is already a structure there's a system that you're buying as well as just the name on the the name plate
0: yeah so some, some don't have the the huge name recognition such as the the subway those are the retail big brands that, that they spend tens and hundreds of millions of dollars on um so yeah you you have them just about in every way so basically you're buying the system in place so you don't have to figure it out. So you invest in a franchise and you hit the ground running. I mean, we, we have companies where someone signs the agreement, they go to training. And as you're in training, the franchise company, which happens to have turnkey marketing in many cases, will start, uh, you know, putting their marketing out there and, they're, and, and putting in their call center so that they're uh, marketing and, and getting members for you and clients and customers and things like that. Um, versus the startup, where you're figuring out the product, the service, and everything in between, which uh, takes uh, is, is going to take you a lot longer.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and you mentioned this is not for everyone. No, if, if somebody came to you, uh, Giuseppe, and said, "I'm thinking about a franchise," mm-hmm. what what is a thought process you walk them through uh, to really step by step help them think about whether it's right?
0: Yeah. So once we get past and we figure out if entrepreneurship. Business ownership is the right fit. We say, okay, do you want? It's, it's actually quite simple. Do you want the business built for you, or do you want to build the business from scratch? And you know, as a as a franchisee, you're going in. If you're a McDonald's franchisee, you're you're running with the system. You know, turn turnkey marketing. Maybe you have to approve certain things. Um, there, there's obviously going to be employees that you're going to be hiring, but the system is in place. Not much to figure out. Versus the startup and now the startup is the complete opposite you have to figure out the product or the service. but if you're not willing to follow a system and that's one that I would say of the two top reasons of a franchise failure, that's number one um, you're not following the system. you bought a McDonald's franchise with the intention to sell pizza uh, to sell pizza or hot dogs or <laughs> things that are not on the menu. Uh, first off, that's against their agreement. I and, just watched
1: uh, I just watched the founder movie. And while yeah, he oh, all, okay, cool. all of a sudden puts corn on the cob on the menu. It's like, yeah, right, get the corn on the cob off. It's
0: it's, <laughs> it's 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 not happening, right? If that's your intention, then maybe the startup route is is the best route. But you know that that's it. Do you want do you want the business built for you that you can run with, or do you want to create it from scratch? Two top reasons of failure. Number one, as I mentioned, is you know, you're not following the system, you're going in and just recreating the wheel, which is silly, because why did you pay a franchise fee for this? And number two, believe it or not, uh, when I hear about people giving, asking for statistics of, are, are you gonna be more successful, less successful? I say, it depends. It, it depends on how they pick the franchise. So number two reason uh, for failure is that, you know you just got into the wrong business. You, know, you and I get into the exact same franchise, few miles apart, you're extremely successful, and I, I'm, I'm about to go out of business. What was the difference? I may have got into a restaurant business and didn't want to operate seven days a week and have this constant, you know, you, you have turnover in a lot of the uh, restaurant businesses. So it just may have been a, a really bad match for me.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and that's what I was wondering. I mean, know, yeah, there, there does come a point in the conversation where you look at the person and you say, you know, I, uh, we're, we've had many conversations now and I got to tell you, this is not right for you. Right. Well, why is that usually?
0: Yeah, that and that's done on our our, kind of the first step of the process is a 20 minute, um, what we call a right fit call. And it's a two way street. We're interviewing each other. Obviously, that that candidate that we're talking to is talking to us, asking all their questions about franchising. And and a lot of them are very similar. You know, if they are kind of hesitant about franchising, not sure they really want um, to change up things or they don't like the way a certain business does it and they have recommendations that's that's the red flag. And, I, and I, tell, I tell them right away, you know, I can say, yes, we can work through our four-step process. We can um, make an introduction to a franchise company. But once again, when you speak with the franchise company, they're going to be asking you a lot of the same questions. And they may rule you out in that first call as well and say, you know what, you know, you're great, you know, overall great, but because you want to change so many things, it's just, we feel it's going to cause issues. So I tell each and every candidate and typically we know on that first call if we're going to move forward or not, if we, if we're a good fit. And if not, you know, I, w- what's great. And what we do is we work with business brokers and other people, executive recruiters that we can make an introduction to. I've had, you know, 50 plus guests on, on our podcast, and I, I would love to just make an introduction to, to help that person out.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So there are other avenues. If somebody, yeah, but well, obviously I don't fit the mold for a franchise owner you can help them see what these other avenues might be?
0: Yeah. So I, I talk about it as just a, as a vehicle. So it's, it's a vehicle in that um, just like stock investing, franchises, uh, startups, you name it. There's so many different ways to, to reach your financial goals. Um, but yes, we talk about avenues and we talk about, you know, you, you, you invest in a franchise and that happens to be a mosquito spraying franchise, believe it or not. There's franchises in that. Just because you invested in in that that mosquito franchise, spraying franchise, doesn't mean your next business has to be a mosquito spraying. It doesn't even have to be a franchise. It's not like you're locked in. That franchise, in many cases, is is great for the people that have been just sitting on a business plan, maybe on their laptop that hasn't gone anywhere for 10 years. It's it's sitting on a Word document. So a franchise is kind of a, I used to call it a a stepping stone. I'm going to call it a springboard now uh, that will, will force you. Into thinking like a business owner. You you dive right in, they they assist you, and maybe that will motivate you in launching that startup. So you can you can have it all. I know people that own real estate, franchise businesses, non-franchise. I know one individual that has a a really large franchise business and has kept his full-time job. So um, and that's you know, all about hiring and finding the right team to to run your business, but plenty of avenues um, and it could be a combination of all of them.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, terrific. Well, listeners, my guest is Giuseppe Gramatico, and he is a franchise advisor and consultant. So, Giuseppe, on the personal side of things now, I mean, as a consultant, as an advisor, there's something inherently in your personality and your approach. uh, You've been a soccer coach. You've been a business mentor. Mm -hmm. There's something in you that has that counselor kind of approach to things. Where, where do you think that emanates from for you?
0: you actually, that, that's actually, it's the first time I've, I've been asked that. You, uh... I,
1: and I haven't even looked at your disk profile yeah. to know if that's true or not.
0: That's, that's actually, <laughs> that's uh, it's the first time I've been asked that. You know what? I, I think that comes from, I think growing up, I'm a first generation Italian. So my, my family came from Italy. I learned English at the age of uh, seven years old. And, uh, you know, first person in my family to go to college. So I I feel like I had to bust my butt, uh, figure things out. I had, I feel like I did not have the connections growing up. Uh, I made the connections, the people that I know, uh, we don't come from wealth and, uh, connections. So I I feel like I, I was the guy asking the million questions, staying after school, talking to to the professor, talking to various business owners in my community, not, not being part of the chamber of commerce, just going to a business owner. I was never shy about asking. So I think because I, I spent so much time figuring things out, uh, you know, what was the right fit for me? I felt like I also, you know, wasted some time, right? Because I could, have, if I had, if I had it figured out, I may have been a business owner much sooner than I was. And not, maybe not, I've been an employee for so many years. So I think I, I just like, I like to level the playing field and just give people the opportunity to explore it before they rule themselves out. But just, I, I just, I get a high in just helping people. And in many cases, it's, it's telling them business ownership isn't the right fit and telling a husband and wife that their dream of ownership maybe isn't the right fit. Now, maybe it's a good fit, but financially it's not a good fit. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's talk down the road. And uh, I just, I, I just truly enjoy it. It just, it's a, it's a feel good business.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and with your family background, you were also involved in a family business, as I recall reading.
0: I, 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 yes, I was. So we were people say, well, you know, why didn't you stick with that business? We were in the restaurant business, loved it. I, I miss it to this day. Um, just the when we talk about lifestyle and the hours and characteristics you, you want in the business, that was a business that always worked. Uh, we worked late on weekends when uh, friends were going out, and uh, holidays we were open, not not all holidays, but uh, going in early the day of the holiday or the, or the night before for catering and things like that. So I love the business. Uh, at the time I, I just was like, oh, what am I doing? This is so much work. But I think that helped with, um, creating my work ethic and it gave, gave, gave me a, a really good appreciation of owning a business. So it's the best gift that my, uh, my parents gave me. So
1: There you go. Yeah. I always think these family businesses, there's so many great stories, you know, in the, I always like to look at the bottom of the resume. That's where all the fun is. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, where did people come from and uh, what, what did they learn their early lessons on? And so I guess, you know, besides the work ethic, uh, I was curious what sort of life lessons or managerial lessons even did you bring from that restaurant business with your family?
0: Yeah. uh, We learned lots of stuff, you know, employees are the lifeblood of the business. You know, it's not just keep the customer happy, keep the employees happy, um, your staff, the people that are running your day-to-day business. And, uh, and, and I don't have employees now, just to be clear. It was my prior, previous businesses and the restaurant. Uh, but if the employees are happy, they'll treat the, the customers well. Um, and then the other thing that, that I learned, it's a takeaway. There's a book called, um, I thought I had it on the shelf. It's by Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach. It's the who, not how. So I, I feel like in the beginning, even as a franchisee, wasted a lot of time figuring the how. How do I do this? How do I do the marketing? How do I do this? Because money was was tight, you know, the, the first year as a business owner, just married, just bought a house. So um, we we're, were just making sure we had, we had enough to stay afloat. So, but I think I just looked too much in, on cutting costs, whereas I could leverage a, a who, someone that could really, you know, elevate my game, where there was a business coach, where there was someone that, um, it was a marketing uh, company that uh, built their, built your marketing strategy for you. So, um, I think, uh, the people, you know, can really elevate your game. You don't need to join a expensive mastermind. Um, it's just networking. It's a simple podcast. You know, we're having a conversation right now. So leverage the, the people in your network, always ask for who else do, you know? Um, and I think that was, that's a great life lesson that will save you tons of time and money in the long run.
1: Yeah. Create your own mastermind if you have to. Yeah. But you know, let's bring it full circle then, uh, Giuseppe, because I hear what you're saying about the who and especially the employees being the lifeblood. And I can't tell you how many other business people and especially franchise owners I hear saying you just can't find good people, you know, or these people problems or, you know, why can't I hire somebody who does this X, Y, Z, whatever it is? What, what is it inherently? <laughs> it's just almost something built in where there's this frustration with people. Is it really a hiring thing or is it a managing thing?
0: Ah, uh, that's, that's, that, that, that is also a great question. Maybe, I and maybe, maybe
1: I, maybe I boil it down. Maybe it's neither one of those, but
0: I no, you know, what? It, it's, I look at, I look at, I've hired some people, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I've hired people and it's happened twice in my career that the employee didn't show up. Mm -hmm. You know, it was Mm -hmm. really embarrassing. Um, but was it my fault? Was it just bad luck? And I'm going to take some blame. I'm the owner. So the blame falls in my lap anyway. So, uh, one thing I, I, I noticed over the years was that, uh, I didn't involve my other employees as much in the interview process. I, I I involved one, but maybe I should have involved all the employees. Maybe it was a group interview just because sometimes you're so excited about an employee, you, you, you have some blind spots, you, you start to overlook things or just say, "Ah, oh, that's not that big of a deal. He's really good at sales. And that's going to be his primary primary, uh, um, you know, role. So, you know, so I, I think a portion of it comes on, on the hiring, sometimes the owner is just in a rush, or they don't do a full interview, or they just, you know, they hire the person on the spot. But I think it helps if you involve the you know, the the employees, right? I mean, there's got to be that common culture, uh, they, they may see certain things that you may not have uh, have seen. So um, I think it's a combination. But, you know, you do want to find good people and don't rush the process. Uh, don't find someone that's going to, re- you know, be your replacement, right? Figure out the role. and And more importantly, you need to give them a clear on, on get a a Word document, whatever, any type of document and put together all the job functions of all your employees and what that person's uh, job functions are so that they're extremely clear. So that in the interview, you're like, these are your job functions. You feel free to read it over. We'll read it together. But are you comfortable with this? Because if they're looking down 40 items and they go to the last one, well, cold calling is involved in sales. which We, had, we hired salespeople and I said, right, it's cold calling plus leads we're getting. Well, I don't like cold calling. No problem. Then there's no reason to continue. Right. Even the, the, the other 39
1: points won't matter if you can't do the 40th.
0: Right. So you need to match all 40. And I'll be the first to admit that, you know, when I met a sales rep and said, well, the lead flow has been good. Well, it backfired because then the lead flow slowed down and that person was not proactive in, in sales. So that's shame on me as as the owner uh, in that hire so. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you find good people, uh, once you are able to give up control, I, I hired a, G, a general manager in my, in my past business. And I was able to actually, for the first time, work on the business, not in the business, uh, was able to think clearly work on, on big projects and things like that. Um, you know, but you need to, you need to empower people. If you don't empower them, if you micromanage constantly, it's going to cause tension and people are going to leave. And you're just going to have constant, uh, turnover. It's going to be a revolving door
1: yeah, uh, very good experience, Giuseppe. And, and folks, you, you may be asking yourself, boy, I thought I tuned into unlocking your world of creativity. Now we're talking about people, business, franchises. But, but Giuseppe, I really do think that since we all have this creative energy inside of us, right. unlocking it, I mean, is the whole point that people say, I want to own a business or I want to buy a franchise or I want to you know, start my own or whatever it is they're trying to do. I mean, isn't that sort of, we do need to unlock and unleash. And do you find that that's what people are, are looking for in a new business?
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're looking, they're looking for a new start, you know, it's kind of, it's almost, uh, I call it the, the great reset, right? You're hitting the reset button. And w- when we talk about creativity, just being creative and, and building and, and writing down, you know, on a blank canvas, you know, get creative, get a get start, start painting, watercolors, whatever it is. And, you know, paint, paint a picture. They talk about in sales, you paint a picture, Well, literally paint a picture of, of what you, you know, your ideal life can be. So get creative with it. You know, you know, don't look just in six months or a year, but 10 years down the road, do you, do you still want to live here? Do you want to live on the beach? Maybe in another country, what does life look like? And I think there's just so many boundaries and we get so nervous because, you know, we get anxious. So we we, we do a lot of research online and then we give up and then it never goes anywhere. So, you know, when you're exploring getting creative, talk to someone else, talk to a a business coach, a career coach, someone like myself for some input. If you're not ready for the call, listen to a, a show. Uh, there's so much out there and, you know, we can read and research all we want, but I think experiences are, are big. So actually performing the work, you know, I wanted to be a computer programmer. I wanted to make video games in college. That was my, my major. I programmed for one semester, quit immediately, hated programming. So I should have I maybe taken a class in high school or I just assumed I would like it. So get out there, get creative, meet people. Um, you know, they, they, they say you only live once, so, you know, go for it.
1: I love that. Good advice. Well, Giuseppe, uh, remind us how we can get in touch with you, follow your work, and then maybe we will reach out and ask for your, uh, your advice.
0: Yeah. If anyone has any questions, uh, business ownership doesn't have to be franchising. They can go to my, uh, I just, um, uh, had a new domain put together. It's my franchise roadmap. So my franchise roadmap, and you have full access to all the podcasts we have. We, we talk about various, uh, uh, topics. We have a, um, a presentation. It's about 20 minutes that talks you through the benefits of a franchise, employment, and a startup business and the pros and cons to all three and the various options you have. Talks about building a team and funding options. It's really uh, covers quite a bit in 20 minutes. And then for a, a little bit more in depth, we have a book also called Franchise Freedom. Uh, click on the book tab and you can download a free copy um, if you are ready to, to contact me today, hit, hit book a call it goes right to my calendar. I respond to all my emails. Um, and all the calls are done by me. I don't have a VA or anyone taking my calls. So, uh, for any questions on business ownership, if, if I'm not the person, um, to put, you know, to answer your question, I know someone that, uh, that, that I can put you in touch with.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for that. Well, my guest has been Giuseppe Gramatico, just a fantastic uh, advisor, consultant with a lot of experience to really help us think, uh, where do we want this road of work and career to take us? And it looks like you can help us explore a lot of those options. So thanks for being on the program. Really appreciate it.
0: Thanks, Mark. I had a great time.
1: Yeah. And listeners, come back again next time. We're going to continue to explore this uh, idea of where experts are inspired how we can organize and get our ideas uh, shaped and formed, but also then how we can gain the confidence and the connections. This is a lot of what you've heard from Giuseppe today, that getting the right people connected with you for your business, or getting the right people in the business can then help us unlock that world of creativity that we know we have inside of us. So come back again next time for our next episode. And if you like, uh, please do follow rate and review the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. So until next time, I'm Mark Stinson, and we've been Unlocking Your World of Creativity. We'll see you next time.
0: Unlocking
1: Your World of Creativity with Mark Stinson. Copyright Do Keys. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity, paperback is at a special price of $5.98 and the Kindle version is only 99 cents. Go to my website mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the home page. You can click it and go to Amazon mark-stinson.com and enjoy the book.